You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. everybody welcome to another episode of your dose of death yes that's right getting two episodes out to you in two weeks and before we get into everything i just want to give a shout to my sponsors as always grateful deathmatch and crimson mask apparel two fantastic merch suppliers great merch if you want to check them out grateful deathmatch and crimson mask and of course this episode is proudly sponsored you could say by the great people from down under deathmatch down under uh, make sure you hit them up for all their shows, all on IWTV, especially with this one coming up on December 1st. Um, it'll be right after AEW Dynamite, so you cannot complain that you're going to be missing any of Dynamite for this show. And the show I'm talking about is the Dream Deathmatch Tournament. Death rules everything around me. And, of course, I'm talking to someone who I consider a friend, um, was really excited to get back on the show. Show, Of course, I'm talking to nobody, Callum Butcher, who has a big smile on his face after a fantastic tournament and a fantastic few weeks for him. Callum, welcome back to the show, my friend. It's been a long time, hasn't it? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, with, with a lot of the reaction and reception that I've been getting lately, I think I might need to change my branding from nobody to somebody because I'm the, I'm the one who started that and for anyone who's listening yeah. <laughs> to this i started that whole trend i was like you're gonna be a somebody one day and apparently like that's just riding into this whole tournament now and everyone's like oh yeah, shit exactly. Callan is a somebody and i'm like i kind of coined that first but yeah um that's been a few months ago so i mean i just want to kind of get into the first thing i mean it's been a few months since you guys had a show a while really with all the shutdowns with everything going on in the world, but you guys are finally able to get this tournament off the planning floor, actually have it happen. And um, from the clips I've seen from the images, this looks like one hell of a tournament. Um, I do want to say that we did have some fan questions. So thank you to the fans who um, sent in questions your way. Um, So this first question is from my good friend, Sean Taggart. He was like, what was the feel in the locker room um, heading into this show after months of not being able to do it? And what were the thoughts after? Like, any nerves going into this tournament? I mean, this Um, is a big tournament. Yeah, so there's, like, normal show day nerves, and then there's, like, first show back nerves, and then there's dream nerves, which (laughs) I can't really put into words. But, like, you know, you've You've spoken to Joel. You've seen it all online. Like deathmatch being looked down on for the past twenty years in the country, um, and like a lot of us trying to fly the flag and getting like put down, told that we're garbage wrestlers, that it's not not real wrestling. Um, to get to the point where we're able to do a deathmatch tournament, the first ever professional deathmatch tournament on Australian soil, it was insane like there was there was the nerves but there was also the excitement from every single person involved because we knew that we were making history um everybody was legitimately happy to be there like everybody was just pumped up everybody wanted to do all the cool shit and give all the fans everything that they were expecting from the first ever deathmatch tournament but yeah, there, there was a, there was a lot of excitement, and then there was a lot of tears afterwards because <laughs> it's it's still insane to me that we were able to pull this show off. Not just because of the lockdowns, but because of yeah, like the twenty year history with Deathmatch, and uh, even even before that, like it, it it's insane to me that we were actually able to pull off a Deathmatch to- tournament in Australia, and to do it with the group of people that we did it with. I couldn't think of a better group of eight. Everybody just wanted to lift each other up. Yeah. Everybody wanted to support each other. And afterwards, there was a lot of a lot of um, 
a lot of hugs, but it was a lot of hover hand hugs because everybody had cuts all over them. So you didn't want to give somebody <laughs> a slap on the back. <laughs> yeah, that, it seems all right. And I was going to say for those of you who haven't seen this, the tournament itself or just the roster they had for this tournament, this was a really, really good roster of eight. I mean, you've had yourself. Yeah, like, and um, I was going to say, like, dude, I'll just put out the list for everyone who's curious. Yeah, of course. With yourself, with Joel Bateman, another Your Dose of Death alumni, York, um, Atlas CC Whitaker, who was only doing his second ever death match, Guido, who is the Ugwa Total Violence Champion, who has become, I mean, almost Australia's most violent man by default going into this tournament. Um, Vixen, Mad Dog, who are two pioneers of the Australian deathmatch scene. And of course, um, Damian Rivers as well, who really was kind of like the underground deathmatch guy of Australia, who now has been thrust into the spotlight. And of course, facing yourself, which um, that match I'm really excited to see because that yeah. was just fun. And especially considering I'm a big thumbtack shack mark for those of you that don't know, <laughs> I loved the, the Jack in the Box stipulation match. I yeah. loved it. Um, that's like even though it's got dj in it it's probably one of my favorite death matches <laughs> of all time um there's a few a few spots in that that i've been like pushing to do every single show and every time i'm like save for the tournament save for the tournament but yeah like we've so on facebook we have a, a group for the fans it's called the dmd fan hub okay um and on that like they all get together and they make polls about who's going to win each match. And when it came for dream, they did all the first round matchups Yeah, and pretty much every single match was tied. Wow. And we had people, cause we had the bracket, we had people doing predictions. I think every single person was predicted at least once. Yeah. Because it was legitimately like a field of like, Oh, you think that I might win it or you think that Joel might win it or Oh wait, there's Atlas. He had a banger of a match. He, he might win it. Like everybody in there had a, like a legitimate reason to win, and that 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 I think was something really really cool that we managed to capture. It's not like you didn't see anybody that was a specific. Uh, they're out first round. That's that's an easy one for somebody. Man, um, that's awesome about the fan. It's awesome to see the fan participation. To see that everyone's getting a little bit of respect. I mean, mind you, I mean, I've talked to Joel, like Nad Dog's like a pioneer 20 years. I saw a clip somewhere of him talking about this tournament. He was like, we finally get to do it. I was a part of the last match that got like deathmatch wrestling outlawed for like yeah. a long time. And now he's and, doing And that's tournament. a good match too. Like, I, like you can't yes. really see I've the seen footage it. that well because it's super grainy and it was in like 2001 on... <laughs> A handicap. I've seen but, it. It, it, it. It's exactly how you're describing it. Yeah, but but Mad Dog and Lobo in that no rope barbed wire raining thumbtacks Taipei deathmatch is it, it was insane. Um, probably one of the bloodiest death matches you'll ever see, but it was good. Uh, the only thing is that they did it in front of like a show full of kids, and they didn't announce that it was going to be that match. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the story. Yeah, I might, I, I might that's, be wrong. that's what Joel told me. So yeah. Yeah, I think you're right on about that. But that's hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah, and then, kids. Oh, yeah, no. and then somebody put out like a snuff piece to make to make us look bad. And then yeah, we've it's taken this long to come back, and then like to have Mad Dog in the tournament, like after that 20 year period was like it's a beautiful. Um, it's like it's like almost like a, a beautiful story that comes back around yeah. at the end. It really does feel like a great story with him. And I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited for all the first round matches. I mean, I mean, you have a lot of history with almost everyone in this tournament. I mean, you're like the one person who's like made his like mark on like every single person in this tournament, whether tagging with Vixen and Mad Dog or facing Damian Rivers in the first round of this tournament, which is almost too good to be true considering you guys were the first main event of Deathmatch Honor. If you guys haven't seen that match, really spectacular stuff from the two of you for a main event where I, I, the world didn't know either of you going to that, and yeah. both of you are being talked about 
after that. I would I would highly recommend before you watch Dream, before you watch our first round match, go back and watch that match because there's a few a few callbacks that if you watch it beforehand, you'll appreciate it even more. Um, I might actually do that, but um, but of course, I mean, Mad Dog Vixen facing each other round one. Um, then of course you had that great match with Guido for the Ugwa Total Violence Championship. Yeah. going up against Atlas CeCe Whitaker, which gave Joel a run for his money, which is, to me, shocking in the least, but Atlas put himself on the map and managed to now be a part of a fans bring the weapons death match. I'm, I'm very excited, but also nervous for what the DMD <laughs> fan base brought. I saw, I saw a clip. Someone brought a um, Jeff Jarrett guitar, which I think yeah. is the funniest thing in the world because it was a nice <laughs> guitar, and they were just yeah, that- blowing the money on that, I guess. There, there were there were a few things. Um, I just want to say that our fans are incredible and uh, incredibly supportive, but some of them are really fucked up. <laughs> like I, I saw some of the things that they brought in, and we took one look at it. We're like, Ooh, we can't use that. That's that's uh... too that's too fucked up. <laughs> that's <laughs> but yeah, like people. People got really, really creative with it, and I, th- I think that one was a really fun one for the fans. Even like, if your if your thing that you brought didn't get used, I, I think it's still a fun one to appreciate. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's hard with fans bring the weapons matches. I've seen them be done, and I've seen some really like I've seen ones that like are obviously going to be used, but then there's some that you're just like they can't use it now but it wouldn't be a bad idea to bring it back because maybe they'll just keep it in the back lot for another match yeah exactly yeah so it, it's it's always hit or miss the fans bring the weapons matches but with dmdu i expect nonetheless especially because that is a match where you really got st- different styles i mean guido's got that southern california grit versus atlas who's got that world of sports centric style that really is not necessarily the the best style for death matches, but it works. Yeah, and, and there's, there's there's also the fact that like Guido's been doing this for how many years, and Atlas has had one. one. <laughs> yeah, I mean um, Guido's been in it for, and he's, he was I think it was the only one in that tournament who had tournament experience as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe like Dixon and Mad Dog have done tours of Japan, but I don't. Think they I don't think they've done a tournament. tournament. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, they both have had the Japan deathmatch experience. I mean, Mad Dog's face consigned Takeda. That's like, oh crap! Like, this is yeah, huge. Like, he, he's wrestled on freedoms. Yeah, so, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's done any tournaments. So I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's um, Guido who was the the, the sole deathmatch tournament uh, veteran. And then, I mean, of course, the last first-round match that we can't go without discussing. I mean, York, who, um, when I did my write-up, if you guys have not checked it out yet, definitely recommend it, where I was like, yeah, York hasn't had the best record in death matches, but he loves them. Like, he's, he's, brought, he's like, taking them in and taking, like, the adjustments. And he, he's, like, a, a big, like, a big-sized guy who's doing these death matches. And you're just like, wow. He's yeah. good at that. And I mean, like, if anybody's sleeping on York, go watch Come Correct, which was the last yeah. show that we were able to put on. He kicked the piss out of me. <laughs> that was a really good match. Because yeah. dog collar matches are kind of like hit or miss, especially with the stipulation. Like, you're you're kind of hindered on your movement. But he yeah. came out the gate running at you in that match. He's so athletic. Everything he do is so clean. Like, if he wasn't in the IVC, I'd want to tag with him every single time just because he's an absolute machine. He's he's so, so good. And I I can see within two years, like, how, how people talk about, like, me and Joel now. People are going to be talking about York all over the world. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to be something special. I agree. I, I think he kind of, like just stumbled upon death matches and now he's like oh i'm actually good at this and i saw yeah, the well, photos he... of him after the match like i saw the photos from dream 
Ooh, he took some light tube shots and it, he looked beautiful in that, those light tube shots. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Owen digital beard and Jake. Owen's from Jake awesome. Hurdle photography. Shout, shout out to Owen. Great photographer. <laughs> also Jake from Jake Hurdle photography. He's, yes. He's one of my well. best friends, but Owen probably stumbled upon getting one of the best post deathmatch shots of all time with York. Okay. Um, that yeah, it, it's one one is a real close up face shot, and York was. I think I, so I, think I saw bloody. that. I think I saw yeah. that one. That was really good. I'm really yeah. excited to see how that turned out because I mean, and Joel, we can't go on the show without discussing uh, our good friend Joel. Joel. I mean, Oof. Joel. Uh, I know, right? Um, he's probably drinking a beer right now and just enjoying his time, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but no, Joel. I mean. He's he's been the guy who has essentially waved the deathmatch flag for a while. I mean, he's been in the states. He's done it all to finally. He's he's wanted this deathmatch tournament for so long, and he finally got it. And I mean, the stipulation, light tube lunacy. That is that. That's like his bread and butter. And I did a preview, and I was like, for the, my American friends, Joel Bateman is literally like a clone of Alex Cologne. Like he is basically like the clone of Alex Cologne in an Australian form. Loves light tubes. Loves being super athletic at times. He basically is Alex Cologne 2.0 with the light tubes. I know Alex is going to get a kick out of that if I tell him this. But I mean, they they almost look like the exact same person. They do. Though. It's, they it's do. In, insane. They do. Like, the the only thing is that Alex shaves his head <laughs> like. <laughs> If, if if Joel started shaving his head, it would it would be. They could almost go as each other for Halloween. They could basically be yeah. each other for Halloween. You could just play Alex Cologne's music, put Alex Cologne on the on the entrance video, and people would be like, "Oh, it's Alex." <laughs> God, I hope they're both listening to this because God forbid. <laughs> but no, Joel, this is like his bread and butter light tubes. That stipulation is like his expertise, and I mean, York's going into kind of. Um, sacred ground, as I'd put it. I mean, he's, I don't think he's ever swung or used a light tube in his life, probably. Yeah. The closest he's been to light tubes is he came to the first DMDU show to help out and saw all the light tubes flying everywhere and was like, <laughs> sick, I'll do this. And it's, <laughs> it's taken this long for him to be able to get his hands on some, some glassware. So I'm, I'm I'm very excited for everybody to see what they managed to pull off with that. Um, yeah, it, again, this this is a for the first round. This is such a good tournament, and I've I know many of us in the deathmatch community aren't really like familiar with DMDU, but I've been I've been preaching about DMDU for a while. I'm I'm so happy you guys got this tournament off the ground, off the planning floor, and finally do it. I mean the the, the freaking shark cage that i saw that and i heard about it i was like the fact they got this done and the way it was set up i was like this is the greatest thing ever because i i see the bg bjw shark cage here and there but that in a, in a different country in a different environment in a finals match which we won't spoil um was it was just looked so cool i can't even believe you guys got that in the building i know joel was nervous about that but you guys yeah got it was so big i remember I, I walked in the doors and i saw it there i'm like that's dumb and then i i just like i <laughs> i climbed on top of it and looked down i'm like oh that's a long <laughs> way down like that's that's not uh... a whole heap of fun um but yeah no it was super cool that like it, i people didn't didn't know much about what the fight like the people coming because i know joel said on a few punk Cast yeah. and stuff. He told everybody what the step was, but there, there are a lot of people that were coming that didn't know that we were doing a shark cage, and they're probably like, "What is this?" Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, then it gets set up, and everybody starts shitting their pants because they know that somebody's about to die. If, um, for those of you who like are curious about the shark cage, I definitely would suggest watching the Drew Parker Ishikawa match because that was like the best use of the shark cage in modern. BJW form because they used yeah. it there. And I I was like near like, oh my God, this is really happening. And Drew just got thrown in 
100 miles an hour into that shark cage through the tubes. It was nasty. So definitely if you're curious about the shark cage that we're talking about and the usage of it, definitely watch that match if you have the access to. I want to get to another question that someone had. Um, so this one, I believe, I just want to make sure I have the correct person. I This is from the World of I gave um, the World of Deathmatch Discord opportunity to ask questions. Um, President Flocka is the username. He asked you, I was like, does it feel hard to hit your stride or put on like the best performances with the way the lockdowns have been happening or an after dream? Like, how does it feel like getting your first like full fledged like matches in for the first time in months? Yeah, like it's it's definitely difficult to bounce back, especially on like the momentum that we were gaining before the lockdown ended. Like we we wanted to come back full steam ahead and make it look like we haven't lost a step. But yeah, there, there was there was definitely definitely a, a difficult transition back into the wrestling life and it doesn't help that we went straight from no wrestling for three months straight into the deathmatch tournament yeah. but yeah um, like I would just try and whenever I got the chance do like rolls around my backyard or stuff just trying to keep my cardio up and yeah just try and make sure that I'm still fit and still ready to go so when we can we can go and we can go make it something special. Yeah, I can definitely tell. I mean, it, it was how many months were you guys shut down for? It was like three so, months, yeah, right? Yeah, it was supposed to be like a, a two-week snap lockdown, and then it ended up being about three months. Okay, that's what I thought, because it, yeah. it was a while. I mean, especially, as you said, the momentum you guys had. You got the heavyweight tournament done. You have your tag team championships. Now it's like you're going and you – going into crown your deathmatch champion and it's it's like this whole mass of just doing this and especially for the people who are in the did all three rounds i mean that's a lot to come back to so i mean kudos to you guys for even just getting this tournament off the ground because many many people in the community were like had no idea this tournament was happening until like snap of a finger like two weeks before like wait this isn't still happening like it was supposed to happen months ago so yeah it was even it was even getting up into like the final week leading up to it and we were just thinking like what if something happens what if we get another lockdown like we like we didn't want it to happen but there was always that possibility that oh we could lose it again and then we didn't know when we'd be able to reschedule it after this so this was kind of like like it was eventually going to happen, but this was like for a lot of us, this was like the last, last ditch effort. Yeah, and I, I, we like we managed to do it, and honestly, I think that we blew it out of the park. Yeah, uh, I, I know Callan is bringing that sentiment to the table, but I, even I'm going to bring the sentiment that I mean, the clips that I've seen and the things I've seen from this tournament, they they were incredible for a deathmatch tournament. I mean, mind you, this is few weeks coming off ngi and that's usually like the tail end of the deathmatch tournament season and this really was a pleasant surprise to the deathmatch tournament season because there's always a lot it seems especially this year there were so many tournaments in the states mind you i've been to three and i was like but out of all of them the excitement for this one for me was really optimistic because i was like the field set the steps it just everything seemed to go right. Um, so I mean, it, really, a kudos to you guys for just getting this tournament done. And um, for those of you who are really curious listening to this, um, get ready December 1st. You won't be missing AEW. I've had people ask me if I'm gonna, they're gonna miss AEW. You will not be missing. This is like gonna be airing right after AEW Dynamite. So you guys got like the perfect time of like everyone. Coming off the the wrestling high of diamond, just head on over to IWTV for the live premiere. Also, just kind of a little caveat as well: like you never know who's going to be live tweeting along with you. Maybe me, maybe Callan. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like I love I love to live tweet these shows, and it's good to do it again. So, um, one last question from a fan: 
um, is um, this is going so spontaneous from the Discord. Um, do you have any 2022 goals considering this is after Dream and considering the events that um, have trans- transpired from Dream? Yeah, I've got I've got a lot of plans. I want to like the basic stuff. I want to keep building my name in in deathmatch wrestling, getting known all over, all around the world. But like after the dream, you'll understand that I I I plan on traveling. Um, I may or may not be going on like a, a family holiday in in July, uh, possibly to the UK, and I'm. Look, if I do that, I'm looking at getting getting just a one-off date over there. Um, just trying to find something that fits in the schedule because it is it will be a family holiday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I might get my first international date, and then from there, I just I, I want to travel as much as I can. I want to wrestle all around this country, get more eyes on the Australian product if I can, because I know that there's a lot of people internationally that follow me. If they can see me wrestling somewhere else, they might pay attention to what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, also I want to, I like, I want to try and get over the States. Like I want to, I, I want to try and wrestle for a, a place like H2O or, or GCW or even like go to Mexico and go to Zona. Like I, I know that uh, traveling, during like the pandemic is super hard but i feel like things are starting to open up a little bit and yeah i I'm, i feel like i'm I'm getting to the world is kind of kind of my oyster so i yeah i, I want to go around and show everybody the australian style of deathmatch live and in person those are some good goals and speaking of the states there are a lot of eyes on you in the states i think especially considering after dream, there are going to be a lot more eyes on you in the States of wrestlers and fans alike. I got a last minute question from a wrestler who you might be very familiar with a man who has been on this podcast, a man who loves cracking jokes, cracking wise, as they say, none other than for than a year dose of death alumni in the form of Neil diamond cutter. This man <laughs> Has, he's right, been deal. he's been he's been chirping at you a little bit. He 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 loves to talk his trash. Yeah, I he, saw that he called me a cuck on Twitter. <laughs> that was the entire tweet. It's just Callum Butcher, you're a cuck. Okay, Neil. Um, we'll have to have a conversation about that off air. <laughs> um, but his he has a question for you, and you can answer this however you like. He wanted to ask you. And I'm I'm reading this from Facebook Messenger. He he sent this to me. How much would a woodchuck chuck wood if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Feel free to answer that however you like. I don't know if this is if if he's like trying to say the legitimate riddle, or if if he's trying to if he's trying to I don't know get inside my head or something. <laughs> I just. I love Neil Diamond Cutter's work, but I just cannot wait to make him leave in a pool of his own blood. Like, I just, oh, he's just like chirping at me for no reason. Like, I'm the other side of the world and he's just trying to pick a fight. And it's like, all right, bro, when we can, I'll kick the fuck out of you. I don't mind, but just chill until we can. <laughs> sometimes uh, i think neil is just bored <laughs> with life outside of deathmatch wrestling so he needs to resort to twitter stuff no offense like, neil. Le- legit i was just <laughs> i was just i was just at work so like my my day job i'm a mechanic and okay. like i was just washing my hands i feel a vibration on my phone i look at it the entire tweet is just at callum butcher pw you're a cuck I usually I respond, but that one, that one, I was kind of just like, "Oh fuck off, Neil!" I, I don't know what to say. Oh, Neil! <laughs> yeah, but that—that that was his response to to you as he asked to pers- for me to personally send you a message. <laughs> so again, you I, interpret it as you interpret it, but that's what he wanted me to send to you. So look, thank like, you again, like, Neil. <laughs> 
yeah, Neil, Neil's Neil's a legend in deathmatch, but sometimes it just confuses me the the fights that he tries to pick and the way that he goes around picking those fights. But, oh man, the, the people I deal with—they're just crazy, man. They're crazy. <laughs> I love them all. I love you all, but man, the the, the things I have to deal with. But anyways, uh, that's all the questions I have. But um, in, in all honesty. It was great having you back on. It is great having you back on here. I mean, I, I love my death ma- match down under crew. You guys have been nothing but great to me. Um, I also want to give a shout out to your partner, Aaron, for setting this all up. Um, literally, I just want to give you guys context. She literally messaged me at my day job, like right at the tail end of my shift. Um, and she's like, hey, it's Aaron. And I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? And she's like, I know like dreams coming up. Like, can you do this write up? Can you do like an episode or like, and can you do an interview with whoever the champion is? I'm like, wow. Okay. This just all came to me. So Aaron, thank you so much for the work that you put in. Um, It it goes very appreciated. And of course um, I saw the photo with the two of you after dream adorable. I I was like my heart. Um, Um, But yeah, yeah, what's up? No, no spoilers or anything, but like if you stick around for like all the all the talking at the end of Dream, you'll you'll get a, a real a real great shot of, of oh, Aaron from there. Oh, okay. um, um, yeah. Also, speaking <laughs> of her, she also did um commentary for the show. As I saw, it was her the the good Lord Andy Coin and JXT on commentary, which I'm very intrigued by that trio of commentary. Um. I don't know if you've been able to like see any of the tidbits of her on commentary or anything like that. Any? Um, yeah, no, I, I haven't. I haven't had a chance prep? to hear any of it. Oh, you didn't I, have I did. I did. Yeah, like uh, I, I didn't get a chance to hear any of it. But like the the week leading up, I was just sitting down with Aaron while watching death matches and then oh. watching like old DMDU shows. Um, but yeah, no, I I have full faith that that team. Um, were the right team for the job and I just I really hope that JXT didn't shout what a maneuver too many times <laughs> I hope he I don't know if he listens to this podcast I can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny I'll probably have to tweet at him to figure it out but um it will probably I'll probably like do a little drinking game <laughs> now that you say yeah. that I'll just yeah every time, time he says, he what, says a what a maneuver yeah take uh, a shot. take a take a drink Joel will get a kick out of that too. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you guys haven't watched the MDU, go back and watch all the shows. They've been great. I mean, my good friend here, Callan, has been in almost every DMDU show from the great death match. All the death matches you've done have been really just great. I mean, from the very first main event where I had no idea who you are. Most people didn't. Most people didn't even know who Damian Rivers was. And you guys went out there and did a hundred light tubes. No problem with a projector involved. No biggie. Um, yeah, well, to... that, that that was kind of the bit. Like a few people knew who Damo, but but I was legitimately a nobody. Like um, nobody had eyes on me anyway. So yeah, like, and then I kind of looked yeah. back in the history books and I knew that you were on the Casanova Valentine's no ring shows in Australia before he had to skedaddle back to the states. And now, and like I saw all the tweets that Casanova sends your way of putting you over uh, a consummate professional. Um, shout out to Casanova Valentine, dude is yeah, literally one of I the most innovative, Cass. one of the most innovative guys in deathmatch wrestling to date. With all the no ring shows he does, and I know those Australian shows were like, per what Joel told me, were like the birth of deathmatch yonder. And Absolutely, then, yeah. Then flash forward a year later, COVID happens. You can't even run a show. Can't even do anything. Come this year, you're finally able to run shows, get some really great shows, tag team champions, heavyweight champion, and then shut down three months, and now dream as a pause. And then, of course, um, as well as we were talking off air, um, literally he's sitting down with me the night, the morning after peer pressure from dead people. Is that the name of the show? What yeah, peer pressure from dead people. Yeah, uh-huh. that that was was last night. We had our 21 person rumble. Yeah, for uh, the heavyweight Richie championship. Taylor, yeah. yeah, Richie Taylor has to has to vacate the title because he's hurt. Um, still looking to get that uh, his last match with Joel, which will be something really special. Yes, I, I yeah, have heard that. Yeah, 
we yeah we had a had a rumble to to crown the new champion. This was the the first show that I didn't have a match for DMDU. I got wow. to I got to have a little bit of a rest. I was gonna say after a, the week maybe you had wink wink, um you kind of <laughs> deserved a little bit of a some time off and um yeah, I know exactly. you guys oh. also have a show coming up at the what I'm told is a historic venue the Ballarat. Um, what's the name of that show? It is called Through the Fire and the Flames on Expert. Oh, my God. I love <laughs> that name. I was a guitar hero, Mark, as a, as a younger boy. So, like, when I saw that name, I am like, holy crap, they did not name a show this. Because there are going to be a <laughs> lot of people on Twitter, like, the days here, like, live streaming on IWTV. I can tell you right now, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be like, why is this show named after, like, my favorite guitar hero song? Oh my God! There's a, there's gonna be waves of people, and they're gonna be like, "How is this gonna be a Twitter hashtag?" That's gonna be the real. Yeah, question. it'll it'll probably be like, uh, "Damn, do you Yeah, F I A F or whatever, or just "Damn, do you flames?" So I feel but, okay, okay, because there are gonna be people who are gonna be like, "This is the greatest show name ever." I can promise you that. <laughs> And uh, that is yeah. one of the greatest show names I've seen. I mean, GCW always has cool show names, but man, DMDU has some fantastic show names. Through yeah, we're, we're trying to try to make everyone else step up the game. <laughs> That's one way to put it. That's one way to put it. Um, so I know when we last talked on here, um, you had your eye on a few re- deathmatch wrestlers, such as Atticus Koger, which is the one that pops me the biggest. Um, has your list of potential dream matches changed since we last talked uh it hasn't hasn't really changed i just can remember more names now okay <laughs> uh like there's been there's been a few a few additions to the list that i've really started paying attention to okay like i, I i'd absolutely love to have a death match against kennedy copeland i think that would be that would be a bit of a banger okay um yeah people like drew Car- drew parker takeda Jimmy Lloyd, um, like a- anybody who, who was involved in NGI, including Charlie Evans. Uh, I was supposed to have a death match with Charlie Evans, yes. and then it didn't end up happening, and now Charlie Evans is in a different country, and I really want that to happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man, she she is an absolute sweetheart. I just want to – I kind of have a little story just to pop everyone for Charlie Evans, So because I met her at NGI – and I was with my my partner, my girlfriend at the show, and she's like gone into death matches thanks to me. And we're about to leave because she had a gift for Alex Cologne, like a little my girlfriend does a service trip every year to Puerto Rico, and she got Alex a Puerto Rican mask, like a little like face mask. So she was finally able to give that to him. But we're starting to walk out, and she's like, I want to get Charlie Evans merch. And my eyes like glow up. I'm like, wait, for real? Like, you never get wrestlers merch. She never get like I'm I'm kid I'm not kidding. She never gets wrestlers merch. Yeah. And Char- like it was, I was like, wait, what? So we got Charlie <laughs> Evans merch, and I see Charlie the next week at a show, and I'm like, you got my girlfriend to buy merch for you. She does not buy, and like her face <laughs> glowed. So shout yeah, out to Chad's. And now the na- nickname Chavs has not left my dictionary for thanks, Joel, for that one. That's another thing. Yeah, good. Yeah. Chavs. Yeah. I-, I love saying to everyone Chavs, else. It's Charlie Evans. To us, it's Chavs. Chavs. Exactly. So Charlie Evans is an absolute saint. I mean, Takeda, I just saw too. He is a delight to be around. I mean, Rina yeah. Yamashita as well. I mean, that whole Reina, thing. Oh, that, that's a dream death match of mine. That's been a dream. She's awesome. She's absolutely she's, awesome, and she's a sweetheart yeah. too. People like she's like her broken English is amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, my friend, have really grown over the year because I mean, again, like as you said, when you went into that first main event, you were nobody, but you caught people like my attention. I mean, I was just kind of a new guy starting to understand the Australian deathmatch scene thanks to Joel. I want to thank him a lot on this episode. I'm sorry. Um, but then, like, I mean, I've seen you grow. Like, it, it's been so much fun watching the lot of, like, you, York, 
Vixen, who was probably, this is the most eyes she's probably ever had in her career. Mad Dog as well. I mean, me trying to explain Mad Dog to my American friends, it's like, he's basically not showing Nick Gage. He literally is like a, just a taller version of Nick Gage. Um, and I mean, Joel as well. But like, it's been so much fun watching um, DMDU grow as a whole. My question to you is, how has it been with people being like, oh, I like this Cal Butcher guy. I like this Joel. Like, how's it been getting to interact with like an international audience that's getting to know you guys for the very first time this year? For me personally, it's still really surreal. Um, I think it was Jake from Jake Hotel Photography recently. Um, he said it at Dream. He was like, three years ago, uh, you were... In a, in a small hall in front of like 10 people who didn't really care who you were and you were running around in a, in a French maid outfit. Cause yeah, that, that part of, uh, part of storylines and stuff, no. but, but yeah, like I can put pictures of that online. I looked pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. But like to, to go from like that before the pandemic to, to now and seeing the reaction that uh, and reception that I get online is it, it's insane and like me saying that I was I was considering hanging it up when the pandemic first started before Joel and Jay came to me with this opportunity yeah like that that's a hundred percent a shoot like I was I was ready to walk away I thought that I'd overstayed my welcome and then yeah this was like a last ditch effort to see if I could make something out of myself and to see like how 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 people online have like attached to me and like I, f- I feel like people really connect with like the nobody aspect of of what what I'm what I'm yeah. putting forward 100 but yeah like to get like a, people from all over the world saying how much they appreciate what I'm doing is it's the it's the coolest thing I could ever ever ask for as a as a wrestler I think it's crazy. And especially, I think the people who started first watching when the first CMD shows were doing like live streams on IWTV and they're like, their reactions like pops when they're like, Oh, like they're tweeting back at us. Like the rapport you guys build with like American fans with international fans during these shows is second to none. You don't see many, many, if any promotions do the kind of work that you guys do. Like, on inside the ring and outside the ring like i remember when i first watched the first show and i was loving it and i like i made this i'll bring this i don't think we talked this first talked about this the first time and i was like out of all the people because i was just starting the podcast when this first show came out and i was like out of all the people i wanted to interview i was like cow and fucking butcher this man needs to be on my podcast immediately we talked a few months later you came on now look at you months later i mean we're <laughs> friends you, you put me over i put you over vice versa and um the they say the rest is history i mean you're a part of this amazing tournament that um wink wink i mean many of you make an incredible run in this tournament any of you could have won i know the dmdu fan base thought that but the american fans who aren't as familiar they're like who could win this? And I think that's the, that's the beautiful part of Dream. It's for yeah. an international audience. They don't know who's going to win. I mean, sure, everyone kind of knows Joel. Everyone knows you. But like Guido, who's been under the radar for years here in America, now goes to a completely different country pre-COVID and has become a star there. Guys like Vixen and Mad are getting another shine in the spotlight. It's 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 a wonderful thing to see, and so I think I'm I'm as excited as anyone for to see this tournament. I've already seen a few clips of here and whatnot, and I hope other uh, hope a lot of you who are getting to watch, whether it's your first time DMDU watcher or your this is what show is this now? I believe this is what seven show seven. I believe this. Uh, like yeah, it's probably like seven or nine. It's like seven or nine. Oh my goodness! I'd have to ask yeah. Joel. But whether it's your seventh or ninth or however many times you watch DMDU, like get ready for this tournament. You're gonna see. You're gonna be familiar with a lot of new names, 
Hope you're hope a lot of people, their deathmatch wrestling dictionary has improved after this tournament. Um, is, this is a show, this is a promotion I've been very high on for a while now because the work you're putting out, I mean, from the death matches to the tag team division to the heavyweight division, it, it all just looks so good. It, it's it's yeah. it's almost like the perfect promotion. It's like um, I, I put this out there, and I mean, no offense to any of the other promotions that aren't mentioned here, but I was like, this really feels like an Australian GCW sprinkled with a little BJW and Freedoms into it. Yeah, it really is the best way for me to describe Deathmatch Under to a lot of you. So I hope you guys take what I say here, and I hope you guys have enjoyed having Callan on again. I mean, I could have him on 50 times and it still would be some of my favorite episodes because I'm, I'm so happy to give you guys the spotlight. And I'm so happy to give DMDU the spotlight because th- they deserve it. They've put out great work. So um, with that being said, I'm just going to, we're coming down to the tail end here. Um, is there anything you want to say to anyone who's listening to this? Anyone, um, who's curious or is getting to know Callum Butcher for the very first time. First of all, just like for those who have been watching the MDO and supporting and, and like getting involved online when we, when we have our shows and like we have the back and forth, I just, I, I can't stress how, how much that means the world to us. Um, Cause when the show's, do premiere on IWTV. A lot of us are at like work because it's in the middle of the day for us. Yeah. So we're able to like we get on, get on and interact, and we're just able to see like how much people are talking about all like the stuff that we think is cool, but we we don't know if anybody else is into it. And then we see all the people online that are just talking and raving about it. So that's that's really cool, and that means the world to us. Um, as as for me, um. Yeah, like my best work has been with Deathmatch Down Under. So, if you wanna if you wanna see more of me and you haven't seen anything of me yet, go on IWTV. I've been on every single DMDU show that's happened so far. Um, pretty much all of them have been death matches. I think there was the Wash Your Hands, which I had a a normal match with York where we beat the piss out of each other. Yeah, seems oh. to be a common theme with myself and York. Oh yeah, Wash Your Hands. Yeah, that was. Yeah, um, yeah. For anybody who's been supporting, thank you so much. Like uh, our our little our little promotion in a basement in in, in Melbourne uh, is it's it's it might it might seem like a small thing, but it's it's literally like our world, and to have everybody else a part of it is is incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been so, as I've said before, and I'll, I, I, I will keep repeating the sentiment. I mean, it's been so fun watching you guys grow from just this first show where literally, I think my favorite tweet from the very, live tweet from the very first show was someone was like, they're not wearing masks. Holy crap. Like, this, <laughs> this is so, like, unfamiliar to us. To now, like, everyone's like, oh, shit, like, Cal Butcher's awesome, or Joel Bateman's awesome, or York or anyone from the DMDU shows have really like been the spotlight. Now it's just been really awesome to see you guys grow. And I mean, I mean, you yourself, I mean, you have grown from a guy who was literally, as you said, like about to hang up the boots to Joel and Jay, who both are wonderful human beings. Jay, I can't speak enough about um, them as just this wonderful person um, who is a shining light on Twitter. Um, just gonna say that out there. He, they are really the best. They really are the best. But really, everyone with DMDU um, has been awesome to work with, awesome to collaborate with. So for those of you guys who as um, are getting to watch Dream, just just understand the sentiment that the guys and gals and binary pals gotta always give credit to them as well. Um, who have put so much effort into these shows. So I hope you guys are excited for the show. Um, as I always like to do with um, every one of my guests, um, I like to give the floor to you. I know you kind of already um, did so, but I'm going to give it to you again because I'm just a generous person around the holidays. Um, is there anywhere people can grab your merch, anywhere people can follow you? Um, go ahead and plug away your socials as always, my friend. Yeah, so there's um for for merch, there's 
Deathmatch Worldwide has my latest shirt, so I'll be on there. Um, I'm looking at getting some more designs, and I'll send them uh, straight over to Deathmatch Worldwide and get them uploaded so people stateside can get my shirts a lot easier. Um, but yeah, I, I've been a bit slack with my merch game, so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm working on it. You're working on it. I, yeah, I I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm on Deathmatch Worldwide. Um, like socials and stuff, you can find me Callum Butcher PW. I'm on Twitter, Instagram. Um, my Facebook I haven't touched in a long time, which I I completely forget about. But yeah. it's yeah. more I get more interaction on Instagram and Twitter, so I just I focus on those two. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say. I mean. But um, again, thank you again for everything, Cal. And it's it's been such an honor to have you on again. You're one of like maybe like three people who I've had on for a second time. And I mean, always one of my favorite people to talk to and just to be able to talk about this tournament, to be able to talk about um, your progression in DMD and to see where you go from here. I'm, I'm as excited as anybody. I know people are like, well, why is he talking to this guy again? It's like, well, understand. I mean, Deathmatch are under... Don't sleep on them. Don't sleep on this company. Do not sleep on this promotion. And especially come December 1st, do not sleep on that um, dream. I know it's a little bit late for some of us, but trust me, it's worth the wait. It's going to be worth after you're coming down from your high from AEW. You're going to watch, want to watch more wrestling. So just head on over to IWTV. And if you want a live tweet, I might be live tweeting, but trust me, you may end up getting a like or two or a comment from someone like Callan. So you just never know what's, uh, yeah. you never know. After you, you've watched uh, Cody Rhodes doing a promo and getting booed out of the building, uh, <laughs> come watch some death matches, you know? I was at that. I just want everyone to know I was at that AEW show the, um, this past Wednesday in Chicago, my, my hometown. And that belt throw was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We all booed him. It was great, but yeah, come watch some deathmatch wrestling. Come watch a deathmatch tournament live on IWTV and yes, tape delay. We're not trying to spoil it for you, but trust me, it's worth the wait. Um, with that being said, thank you guys for listening to this awesome episode with myself and Callum butcher. Um, as always, Feel free to follow me on at Lauren YDOD. That's where I literally am just on Twitter. I, I kind of don't really like much social media. So come say hi to me. Come say hi to Callan. Um, hope you guys have a good, had a good holiday. Hope you guys are staying safe th- around this holiday season. And I hope um, many of you guys have enjoyed this episode of Your Dose of Death with Callan Butcher and myself. Have a good rest of your day, night, whenever you're listening to this. And, um, Stay safe out there, guys. This has been a Count Out Podcast. 